Hello. Good evening. Welcome to our pre-match for us during the match before post-match podcast of the, uh, the Cantina Mekis podcast. Broadcasting live during the second half of the second leg of the second season final for Liga Mekis. And uh, it is nil-nil right now between Leon and Tigres. Lions versus Tigers. But Tigres holds a 1-0 advantage in the aggregate. So if the score holds. Ahora y solo por ahora, Tigres es campeón. But we'll talk about that as the, uh, as, as the game progresses. As always, joined by my fellow gentleman. He's a gentleman in every aspect except, of course, socially. Talking about Joel Aceves joining me from beautiful Irvine, California. Joel, how are you, sir? Doing pretty good, John. Um, I missed the match in the morning. I am talking, of course, of Mexico versus Japan at the Under-20 World Cup. And it was a meltdown from what I hear. So I did not miss much. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, uh, they lost 3-0 to Japan, uh, went down 1-0 when uh, their their holding midfielder went out, and uh, which forced the coach to uh, tinker stuff around. You know, he had Lainez playing, uh, you know, behind the, the strikers, which is where a player like that should play always. I mean, good Lord. And uh, and then stuck him back out on the wing, and both he and and. Macias were just so desperate to try, you know, and, and they, they, they felt like they had to put it upon themselves to do everything. And, of course, when you have players doing that, it, it's never going to work out well. Yeah. And, go ahead. Well, we did, we, did, um, we did mention it at the cantina here that it was not an easy group. Um, all three teams that Mexico was facing had done really well in their respective qualifiers. And uh, lucky for Mexico, they're facing Ecuador last. Who? And and we saw them tie Japan. Well, it, it, it's a, you're right. It, then they, and they lost uh, one 0 to Italy today, and they probably should have tied. And they should have tied. And and possibly just just to finish off on Ecuador, they won their group in South America, which which is one of the most difficult. You know, finishing ahead of Brazil and whatnot, no easy task. No, not at all. Um, I mean, the, the, you're right. The, the group is is difficult. There's no question about that. Uh, Ecuador lost to Italy today, one uh, nil. Uh, they missed a penalty kick, so they they, they could have they could have tied that game. Now Mexico still has a. a, a <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, hey, I'm, yeah, I'm just you know if, if you have three points, yeah, that usually uh, you know then then it comes down to goal differential for Mexico to uh, to it. Now I'm not saying it's going to happen, but, but but at least they still have something to play for. Yeah, and, and you know what? I think the Peruvian style might benefit. It might. Um, I, I just. I'm... Well, here's here's my issue with the whole. Uh, you know, and we talked about this in the last podcast, and it's something that, you know, of course, you know, anytime Mexico loses and loses badly in a in in a, in, in a U World Cup, and it happens. I'm not saying it was a regular basis, but it happens about once every couple of years. So I remember a couple of years they had lost to Nigeria in the group stage uh, badly, but then they ended up getting better and they ended up making the final where they played Nigeria again and ended up losing. I think uh, that was a 7-0 defeat. 
No, it was 6-1. So, come on. Hey. 6-1, okay. Yeah, yeah. Calmate, calmate, Joel. Come on. 6-1, yeah, and then they won, and they, they made it over to the final and lost, but it was some more Right, and they lost match. 3-0 in the final, I think. But, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, it wasn't as so, bad, even, yeah. though, even though it's 3-0. It well, you know, when you're playing a U25, when you're U17, usually. You're <laughs> no, no, I'm, I, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. So. That's a legit criticism, though, and I've, I've seen it from a – Nigerian player, I forgot. Uh, it was after after the '98 or during the '98 World Cup, and he was saying he was a player, like a former national player, and he was saying how that team was much older uh, than right than it was because it was a whole thing for selling players because right. there was a bit of a boom for a couple of years well, going back into the '90s of of like they're going after all these. Players from Africa. Right now, uh, before we get off on that tangent, yeah. uh, let, let's go back to the to the result of Mexico today. Now, now my, this what we talked about, Joel, between you, know, you and me in our part again. Obviously, you know, we asked uh, Diego Ramirez to listen to the podcast. He did not did. listen to the podcast. <laughs> no, I, I actually, I, you know, I, I give him credit. I think that he, you know, he put Mexico in in the best position for them to win in the formation that they played. And I didn't. I, I, I. It was. It was early. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, but I do know that in the, in the first ten minutes or so, Mexico did have a couple of chances that they, that they, you know, if they get one of those to 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 to, to work out for them, it might be a different match altogether. And I get that. But the thing for me is, if if you know that you have a limited squad, and, and you know, which of course he, you know, he threw the the entirety, he threw his players and the federation completely under the bus in his press conference. <laughs> Uh, later today, he said that you know the players. He said basically the players aren't good enough, and the federation didn't help me because they they didn't put pressure on the team to release the player. I thought for FIFA tournaments, I thought they had to release him. Yeah, I was under the impression, but I, I always known that like Euro, European teams for a long time uh, they don't they wouldn't bring their best squads, and that's something we saw with Italy. Where they're missing like two or three, right. uh, that would have been their key players. Well, see, and that's and, and, and that's my thing about about the about the about the U twenty World Cup, is it? Why would Lionel Messi at nineteen playing for Barcelona already for two years? Why on earth would he even bother playing a U twenty? He didn't. You know, <laughs> no, now he, he now he played he played a U twenty when he was seventeen. You know, and and and, and I understand yeah. that. I mean, then that 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 makes sense. You know, he played for the uh, for Argentina's Olympic team. You know, and, and he ended up winning the gold medal. So, so that stuff I understand. But you know, why on earth would uh, you know would Kylian and Mbappe at, at nineteen after you know after scoring a goal in the World Cup final? Why would he be? Why would he play the U twenty? No, yeah, those those players, uh, especially if you're a key player, for yeah. your, you don't need it. They don't. So, so that that that, that brings that me. I'm, I'm going to bring this all back Hoya, to to a question that I posed earlier this year was. Would you rather have Lainez play the Gold Cup, or would you rather have him play the U tournament? And I said the Gold Cup. He's a, I mean, he's he has thousands of minutes as a professional. What on earth is he doing playing in the U twenty? It is just a complete waste of time for him. A complete waste of time. Played like well, a waste of time. I maintain I maintain my stance though. There, uh, Leon. I think Macias should have stayed with Leon though. Agreed. Just because the team is right now. They're playing the final right now, 67th minute, uh, and counting the Leon 
trailing by one goal, and they could have used they could have used their marksmen. Uh, so I, I think, but but like Linus, their team is not playing right now. They're in the off season. So yeah, he could. I would have put him simply because I, I just wanted to see him in that leadership role or to see what he could do with with the team failing or when he needs to, you know, put it the to try to carry the team, you know, put it on their shoulders and say, I got this. Uh, and sometimes you, sometimes you can, sometimes you can't, but I think it's, it's in my opinion, a good learning experience for a player like him, uh, to be the main dude. I, I don't, I, I think it hurt him a bit to not get so much playing time. He went, you know, well, here's, here's the other thing, Hoy. uh, you know, Mexico's playing the, uh, the Toulon tournament, yes. which, as it turns out, uh, you know, the, the, that's the one where they sent all the all the all the all the good players. So my question is, why on earth would you sign up to play the Toulon tournament when you have in, in, in the same summer as as, as a U twenty? That is just it's just poor planning. Is it same age group? One I mean, is twenty one and one is twenty. Well. No man, it's called. That's one year. Come on. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I was just wondering. Um, I, w- I wasn't sure. See now, now in, in in that situation, you know, when Linus has, I'm not saying that these guys are terrible, but obviously there are better, better players available for Mexico. And uh, you know, you, you I, I you, you know, Linus couldn't do it all. He was trying to do it all. My CS was trying to do it all. And you know, they just didn't have as many. Uh, Folks in the in the supporting cast that, 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 that frankly, you know, if it seems like the only reason they were on the team is because they they met the the age criteria. Yeah, and I think I think the um out of the whole team, I think only Macias is the only starter, right? To play for a for a first division team, uh, Linus plays, but he's he hasn't gotten much. He didn't get much playing time toward the end of the season. Uh, and then the rest aren't even. I think they don't even. They don't even feature in first division teams. Um, so yeah, that's that's part of the problem right there. With this, with and then again we go to the whole. Are you are you using the tournament to unearth or to pre- to unearth talent or prepare talent? And I was like, yeah, I, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So uh, it's it's just you know this the, this it, it it makes me wonder if if there's like some sort of weird power struggle happening at uh, again I don't want to get all you know conspiracy theorist on a uh, on us here, but it makes me wonder if there's if there's some sort of power struggle going on within the structure oh. of FMF. Oh, yeah. With with how you know with with how things should go. Or is or are they, are they realizing that you know what we we have a we have a talented group of kids and we know that we're going to need this generational change, as as you had pointed out after the World Cup that, that it's not going to be the U twenty but it's going to be the Olympic team that ends up being the uh, yeah the, the, support, base, the, the base. supporting cast of the uh, yeah. of the of the twenty twenty two team, not necessarily the base but uh, or possibly the base. So is that the thinking that who had to to get those guys to play together as much as possible? Uh, and uh, 
like for instance, uh, that kid Alan Mosso uh, for for Pumas, he's 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 playing in the Toulon tournament. He's a good player, but again, it makes me wonder why is he playing in that tournament? He's a pro entry that entry. I mean, what what's the point? Yeah, well, I mean that's that's also and and I'm well, I don't know in Mexico who's who has the TV rights uh, because I remember they lost the Olympic. Uh, I mean, neither Televisa nor TV Azteca had the rights for the, was right. it the Rio Olympics? They lost them to uh, Slim, Claro TV. And I think he, he had them online. I think yeah. he was doing a streaming. And so for this tournament, I don't know. I don't know in Mexico who's showing it. I mean, it's, it's on Univision. So I'm guessing maybe they have it. I don't know. Who knows? Actually, I feel like I just contradict myself now. Talking about how 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 the base of the Olympic team is going to probably end up being the uh, the base of the uh, of the upcoming World Cup. So so it does make sense, frankly, for Fernando to be at the Toulon tournament. If uh, yeah, if, 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 if that is the case. Yeah, I, I think that's that's the team that we have to worry about for the under twenty. I think, and then going back to what the Negris was saying about. Wait, did we talk about this during the show, or was this the uh, Negri's comments, or was this pre-show? No, we'll, we'll, talk, we'll, we'll talk about it in the, and we'll probably you know, we can do it twice, I guess. So what, okay. what, what, what did what did the Negri say? He was talking. Wait, just game update really quick. Seventy-third minute. Negri seems happy to sit back and let the clock run, and with each minute passing by. Leon seems to get more and more desperate. Well, Leon, uh, uh, they're, they're out without Macias, as you mentioned. They are, uh, yes. Mena left in the first half with uh, with with with, uh, with the sore hammy, so he couldn't uh, he couldn't stick it out. he couldn't stick it out. Yeah, unfortunate. So they're down to like their four. I mean, you know, at this point, throw in the if you have like a random nineteen year old or whatever it is on the bench, just throw him in the game. <laughs> hey, no pressure, dude. Seriously, no pressure, dude. Just go out and do something. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could really have. Someone with the quality. Yeah, yeah I mean, because if, if you go in and nothing happens, no one remembers. But if you go in and you score the winning goal, what? Man, he'll be. I, I have a story similar to that, and it ties back to what I'm gonna say with the Negris. And this was a Chivas game under Hans Westerhoff, and it was the last match of the season, and uh, they needed to win. They needed to win. Uh, I think they needed to win or to draw. I can't. No, they needed to win. They were to go into Liguilla, and uh, Tigres just missed one on one. How do you miss? How do you miss that shot? Yeah. How do you miss a shot like that? It's you know how that commercial, that Wings commercial, where you want the game to keep going. Oh, so right, they, right. They, <laughs> they just keep, yeah. So, but but um. So, anyways, Chivas is losing one zero, and then they get a red card. And I'm thinking, oh man, well the season ended, you know. There, yeah, go, there goes the Chivas comment. Yeah. Out of sight. And, uh, so Hans, man, he sent some players to warm up, and he brought in this kid. And I, geez, I can't remember his name. Uh, he was really good for a short while, just like a comet. He shone brightly and briefly, and then disappeared. But um. I try to remember his name later on. Um, he was really short, probably like was, five was four. It, was it El Gaucho Avila? 
Ah, uh, no, no, it was it was another one. It was right before Gaucho Avila, Gauchito, um, but around the same style. And he brings in this player, and I'm thinking, okay, well then the season must really be over if he's already playing playing the youth, uh, you know, especially one with almost no playing time. And this kid goes on to uh, give two assists. And Chivas wins two to one, and and so I got to talk to Hans one day by luck, and and I asked him, hey, what was the whole thinking behind that, putting throwing that guy, and he's like, well, because I needed a player in that position, and he was there, <laughs> I was in. He's like, I was like, wait, what? So you think like, yeah. like making this 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 enormous tactical move and. Yeah, and, and just the psychological genius of, of exactly, and he's, uh, he's he was he was what was available to me. Yeah, he said well, that's what we practice for every day, you know. And I was like, well, well yeah, well, yeah, that's true, <laughs> you know. Um, but it's it's I think it's part of like part of what helped that kid is like you're saying the pressure just wasn't there for him, you know. He's getting that opportunity, so he doesn't have that other pressure. He's he's looking at the situation as an opportunity for him. Right. So yeah, I do think that could happen a lot of times. You throw in a kid like that, someone young, and uh, they're uninhibited. I mean, I've seen uh, I've seen coaches do that all the in other sports. I mean, and specifically here locally, when uh, uh, the Longhorns were in a, in a championship game, the coach said, I just had a hunch and I put, you know put puts a guy in that and played in thirty games. Dude ends up you know being a hero of the game. He's like, yeah, I just had a I had a feeling he was going to do well, you know. I mean, it's like it's it's a uh, it's it, it's amazing. Oh, you 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 you. Oh, they only had a chance to score, and it uh, just it didn't. Yes, you're a few seconds ahead of me there, Yon. And, and Nahuel Guzman is going to uh, eat this up for about a good two minutes, and, and you know, and I think it's great. That they think <laughs> that they're helping themselves, but the reality is that all they're doing is just adding time to the end. You know, when you start flopping, it's, it's flopping around like that late. The ref is like, "Dude, you're you're not helping yourself." Now he now he, he did, did a legitimate knock, and I but but again, come on, it, 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 it you know they're gonna pretend like he's the, the the you know the that he's dying. He did, yeah. He managed to um, so Noel catches a ball, but he butterfingers it, and at the same time, the Leon player. Is it, a, is it a Tico? Was it Campbell? Campbell crash, crashing and, and just, he just... Uh, yeah, he ended up kicking him in the hands and then the probably in the face as he fell, not on purpose. So. By the way, Jorge, that, that uh, Valencia chance would have, would have been called back because he was offside. Oh, okay. So, so luckily for him, it, he, he didn't have that, uh, you know, he just, he, just, he just flat out missed it. <laughs> You know, frankly, I, I don't blame Duca for oh, nice save for trying to uh, you know for for playing like this for parking the tu camion. Yeah, el tu cabus. <laughs> because, uh, I mean, Leon has you know they're they're down to their to their third and fourth string strikers. Yeah, and they're doing the desgaste, so the game goes. Is there extra halves, or do you go straight to penalties? No, you go extra time. Oh, yeah, yeah, you go to extra time. <laughs> no, and uh, and uh, yeah, yeah, and, and then if it's tied, then then you go to penalties. But yeah, if it's tied at at nine at one eighty, 
then it's extra time. Yeah, and that's that's where playing like this a oh. lot of times can, now, can well, end now, up benefiting you because the uh, desgast is from Leon. Now, Whale has and been shot again. <laughs> he, you know, through the butterfinger, he went on to do two more good saves. Uh, he's he been pretty good, man. He's one of those players that he could, he could, he could do these type of last ditch saves, but then but, he could also like fumble the ball. But you know I what think? he's doing, Joel? He's 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 giving Leon a chance to catch their breath. <laughs> is what seriously? That 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 that's all. This that's all. This this uh, is is amounting to. Yeah, we're looking at maybe four or five minutes of extra time. Exactly because of his pendejadas. I mean, I'm sorry. I saw Brazil <laughs> lose to the U.S. in the Women's World Cup for that exact same reason. Because every time that they would be hit, they would go down, act like they were dying, thinking that they were killing the clock. And and all the, I mean, the ref was literally to walk up there with a stopwatch and go, "Let's see how long you're down this time." And then oh. like six minutes of stoppage time because of their, <laughs> cause they're seriously because of their BS. So uh, ten minutes, Leon, Leon with a really good opportunity, but really, really uh, good defending from the Tigers. So yeah, Leon is really—they're playing like everything's on the line, <laughs> which it is. Right. It's, it's now or never. So they have about 10, 15 minutes left to try to right here uh, lift the Liga MX title. And and I will I will double down Yon and say that if Tigres wins, Tuca will will hang hang his boots, his cap. He'll hang the mustache. No chance. He'll never hang them. He'll, he'll have, he'll, if they win tonight, his mustache will be shaved. He's, but then, did you ever see the Family Guy where the Tom Tucker, he had shaved his mustache? You know, I'll be honest. I didn't. Uh, I didn't oh, you watch, never. I didn't watch, I was not a Family Guy guy. Okay. I, 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 was, I was a Simpsons guy, but uh, the hey. Simpsons just went, went to hell. <laughs> I still enjoy it, but... Uh, there's a, there's a funny clip where he's Tom Tucker's the news guy, and one day he, I think he's trying to reinvent himself, so he shaves the mustache, and then uh, by the end of the episode, he, he decides it was part of him, and he's like, come to daddy, and the mustache flies. Flies back. <laughs> I could see that. I'll send you a clip. I'm sure there's one. I could see that happening to Tuca, but I, I do think he, he would rather be in an administrative position. Uh, and so I wouldn't say he would retire like fully just from just from coaching. Dude, Tuca's mustache is so thick that they'll shave it off right, and he'll laugh. He'll do the press conference; it'll be gone. By the time they get you know off the bus and in the team hotel, it'll it'll be back. It'll be back. <laughs> it regenerates. Uh, exactly. Yeah, there's King Yak. He looks heated, man. Yeah, well, he, he looks heated. Plenty of these finals. Yeah, he has plenty of finals experience. And uh, yeah. Samu and Awen, all these guys, you know, they're doing the. Uh, this is like a, who could put on the better Cormillo show. And oh, it he, is. Yeah, so we'll see. Well, you know, so in finishing with my, with my Hans talk, so I got to tell him, and uh, and for those interested, I I met him outside of the Home Depot Center. Uh, he was. He was coaching uh, Chivas no, USA, no, and no, no one was coaching. You you stalked him for days. I was. <laughs> no one was covering that team. 
and uh, the press officer tells me, uh, hey, the team is training in this field, if you, which is by the parking lot. If anybody's gone to the HTC or I forgot, it's called something else now. Right. It was, uh, they have like some fields out by the parking lot, some practice fields. And he's like, the team's there if you're, you know, if you want to go check him out. And I go in and I see, I saw Hans, dude. I saw like an orange aura. I was like, I gotta go talk to him. And, uh, he was, yeah, he was really, you know, amicable. So, so I asked him, I've noticed Chihuahua's, you know, the Guadalajara team, it's much taller now. You know, it's, it's got all these really tall players now. I was like, is this just coincidence or are you guys actively? And he, he said, yeah, that they wanted an average height of, I'm saying about 5'11". Makes sense. Yeah, which is pretty common if you look at the, all the big, all the top selecciones and all the, all the top teams, uh, in, in, in the world, uh, the majority. That's, that's pretty common. That's a pretty common, um, uh, height and, uh, which is, which is we're going into sub-20 because they've looked, you know, against Japan and Italy, they just looked outmatched physically. And I, I think, I don't think Mexico lacks those type of players. I think this just came down to the coach because I think he could have, if he wanted to, um, have those type of players there, you know? Well, sure, but I mean, just because you're small doesn't mean that you can't, you know, hold your own. You no, know? it's true, but but you just yeah, have it. You know, they're being outmatched by guys that are the, the exact same size as them. You know, at least when it came to Japan. So they just, you know, they're, 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 there's a part of the game that uh, if you're not a serious professional, you're just going to ignore. And I think that not necessarily fitness, but strength is is, is one of those that that. Uh, is not as high on the list of priorities for Mexican clubs as, as maybe it should be. Yeah, it really should be. But like in, in youth tournaments, especially like at the, you know, I, I've seen it a lot under 17, under 20. That's been one of the big, one of the big um, obstacles for Mexico where I've seen them get outclassed a lot of times by just more physically imposing teams. Oh. Well, so the difference with Italy is is, is that is that they they can outmuscle you and outclass you, and not many teams can do both. You know, it's either going to be one or the other, and Italy is one of the few teams that can that can do uh, that can do both. So we John, got a guy right now directing the game of cameras that he can't that he's not controlling. He's doing a bad job, John. That should be you well, right I, there. Not he's doing a bad job. I'm just saying he uh, he he's just he's he's taking chances with. Uh, with with Cameron, it's fine. He just, he just he just doesn't have. They're not tallied to him, so uh, they're not errors. It's just he should probably stay on the on the clean feed more or the yeah. Anyway, so three minutes left of regulation of regular time, and then maybe four or five of extra time. John, how do you see this playing out? I think Leon is going to bag a late late equalizer. Oh, oh, oh. got extra time. In extra time, and then, uh, and then to penalties. No, I think or do that, you see a Gignac heroic? Tigres wins in penalties. Tigres wins in penalties. That's one of uh, predictions from our friend 
Manchester Tom. He said uh, he could see Tigres winning it via PKs. Tapatio Tom said that he thinks PKs. Yes, it was Tapatio Tom. That's right. He's he's been in La Perla for about ten years now. Uh, he said PKs. I I still have Tigres taking it. Uh, as much as I like Leon and and Nacho, I just think Tigres just clicked at the right moment. Well, I mean they've you know they've they've had a great team. They've been on a great run. It's been. Uh... It's been an amazing decade for if, if, if you're a Tigres fan with the amount of uh, trophies that they've been able to uh, harness. Yeah. You know, the finals, you know, people say, well, you know, Tuca's lost his money. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but Tuca's played that many finals. Yeah, he has. And you know? the, and the death, um, that's the other thing with Tigres. They just have incredible death. Or you, they could take one player out and slide in another one just as good. Uh, and that's just one thing Leon was missing. Yeah, I mean, and it I, hurt them. It hurt them in that first match. You know, as evidenced by the fact that uh, you know they they lose uh, Macias and Mena, and they're putting in guys that I I mean I couldn't tell you who they are. I mean I don't I don't follow Leon. <laughs> but you know, I mean, on the other hand, you know, Tigres is putting in you know he's putting in you know a, a, a World Cup stri- a World Cup starting striker in Ener Valencia. <laughs> yeah. As soon as Luis comes in, you know, a, a guy who was part of the Proceso for the national team, and probably had he not had some. Personal uh, incidents occur would would probably have played the or had a significant role in playing in the World Cup in Jesus Luenas. Yeah, so Leon, man, um, let's see what happens with this team. I see it difficult for them to replicate this awesome season, um, and we'll see what Grupo Pachuca does. Uh, you know, in terms of helping keep this the squad very competitive because some of these guys are up there in age and they're going to need some fresh blood and they're not a team known for uh, investing. Well, don't forget that uh, they're, you know, they have a, they have a cantera. They have, and they, they use the whole money ball technique. Right. But they don't forget they have a cantera that uh, that's been pretty decent. I'm not talking about Leon's Cantera. I'm talking about Pachuca's Cantera. There it is. Just as predicted, Yon, five minutes. Yeah, they haven't had this. Yeah, exactly. So they're just, they're rolling around, you know, acting like they're dying. <laughs> and and, and when they were, probably would have just been three minutes because they just had, you know, minimal substitutions. Oh, yeah, it would have been like three. Here he goes, a sufrir. Sometimes this could be the longest minutes. Um, yeah, we'll see what goes going on. Yeah, those the the three minutes in the Mexico Germany were 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 as as long as three minutes I've ever yeah. Yeah, and this guy's a beast right here, um, Pizarro number nineteen for Tigres. Yeah, he's a. I think he's on. Is he in Argentina's uh, Copa America squad? No, I don't think he got called up, but he's he's been called up before. Well, Argentina is probably the only national team that, that wouldn't call him up. Honestly, he's that good. <laughs> yeah. Because I think every other national team that had a player like that would absolutely have him. Yeah, he's very complete, man. He's very good defensively. He's got a long-range shot. He's pretty good. He's good. 
It's so interesting to see uh, what Rodriguez do, you know, after the season. Who who do they replace? Who do they sell? Well, the one they're not going to sell is Gignac. He's he's there. Uh, oh he's, yeah, he's, I bet you he and Tuca ride out together. If, if Tuca stays, then Gignac stays. If Tuca goes, Tuca Gignac is going to go. I'm not... No, Gignac will still stay. He's... No, he will, he will go. He was like, I, I can't play for another guy other, other than. Tuca. <laughs> no, this he's this is his team, man. This is this is like he's the face. He's the symbol, man. Um, he doesn't even have to play Concacaf. Oh, Champions. red card. Oh, there's it. Yeah, I, I, that guy lost his his marbles. That's it. Game set match, Yon. And there's oh man, Nacho looking disappointed. Is this Akivaldo Semen Mosquera? It's one of the Mosqueras. I don't know if it's Akivaldo. I think it's a former Americanista. No, he's he's gonna be long retired, man. That guy's. <laughs> how many are how many Mosqueras are there, man? Is a clan? That was Andres. Okay, I don't know. I don't know if that was straight red. Let me see. No, yellow card. I wouldn't give him red for that. Well, I think he already had a yellow. So he already had. Okay, then yeah, it is pushed him a stupid fall. Ah, okay, just it's one not... more for Tuca. So, so to me, Joel, if 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 Pumas can't win it, to me the second best thing for me is for Tuca to win it. That's right. That's a Puma man. That there is a Pumas man. Um, but uh, but uh, yeah. So that would be. Come on, Genia. Go get your go get yourself your 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 icing. Oh man, just lay laid back for him. Laid back for him. Laid back for him. Ah. I think Genia's tired. Uh, he just he's saving his energy for the Vuelta Olimpica I can't I guess, blame him. I guess so. <laughs> I can't he's blame getting, him. He's getting his, his, his shaving his shaving wrist. He's warming up his shaving wrist for, for, for Tuca's mustache. <laughs> I'm telling you man, aquí viene Leon, here we go. Oh man, see there gotta give it to them man. This team is is you know they have a lot of heart. Yeah, any other club, and I think uh, Leon would have been more. But but this Tigre team is just—they're pretty stacked in every every level. I got to give it to to to, to, to Tigres, man. It's not—it's not often that a team is as pragmatic as as Tuca was in the final here, and 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 not, and. <clears throat> You know, it was it wasn't the prettiest, but as they say, you know, they're not meant to be pretty; they're meant to be won. Yeah, this is classic, classic uh, Miguel La Puente man. If you were playing against him, you would hate. <laughs> you would hate his team because it was they would frustrate your team. You know, it would frustrate them into submission. So here's Tuca, Tigres campeón. And uh, it's their seventh league title. 
there's six from America, six campeonatos from America who leads the pack with 13 and five from Chivas is 12. Toluca has what? Like, they have 10. Um, 10. So they're close to Toluca. I think Toluca, I could see Toluca just falling down from that. Um, I think they're going to stay there for quite a while. Uh, I do think Tigres and then uh, trailing behind them will be the Rayados slowly garnering more silverware. Well, it makes sense. It makes sense. And uh, so, so, so Tigres have seven. Leon has seven, and Pumas has seven. Somebody has, I think Pachuca has eight. Pachuca? Really? They cut up, huh? Quick. I could, I, I could be wrong. Uh, if there was only some database we could, we could, we, we could, we could access to, <laughs> to look this, no, well, I'll check, I'll take a look. Yeah, but anyway, when I do, when I do know that Pumas, uh, no, it'd be Cruz Azul, not Pachuca, no. Cruz Azul has eight. So it's, uh, it's, it, it's, it's America and then Chivas. So America has 13. So the America has one more than Chivas. 13. Yes. One, one more. Or, one. or I, they have 12 and 12.5 because they got that Prode. They're counting Prode as a. Yeah. Well, I, I still think that, 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 that because of that, I think we need to. <laughs> And I'm going to explain it to our faithful listeners what PRODE means. PRODE means Pronósticos Deportivos. Oh, I thought we were going to explain why, why, why and, I play that. Oh, that one. Yes, I'll explain that one too, throwing more salt into the wound. Uh, so when I was growing up, my aunt would take care of me and she would play Parchis, which was like a kid. It was a kitty group. And she would play albums. I'm that old. We had those big. Uh, do you remember those, John? Oh, of course, man. The record the, the, players. The, the, no, but the, the huge ones that the, the huge ones that had the bocinas on the sides. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. They were, some, they were big as a sofa. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I remember those for sure. <laughs> you lift that thing. The thing was dangerous. It was, was a high like a coffin. Stereo. It was a hi-fi stereo. <laughs> that thing. It was. You had to have one. If you didn't have one, man, I mean. We had one of those. And uh, it had the uh, eight tracks, had for eight track, and it had, and it had like the two. I don't know if it had two, but it had like the record players. Well, we had and, a record player and a radio. We didn't have, we didn't have, we didn't have any kind of uh, any, any kind of tape. Uh, oh, it tape. didn't have a, that one. That one had eight track. We didn't. We didn't get our cassette player till like nineteen. Oh, well, that was my old man's VCR. Man, he 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 would listen to all the all his jams on that thing. Uh, so my aunt would take care of me and she would play, she would play records for me. Uh, so going way back, they would, they would do other records too, which were like storybook. I don't know if you remember those oh, yeah. either. It was like a story, like it would be scary or whatever. But, the, um. Remember the Disneylandia disc? The, the discos Disneylandia? Jaros oh, especially those. Yeah. And sometimes you would have a book that you could follow along right. to it. And they say, no se preocupen, pero, pero se tiene que. Yeah. yeah, yeah, man. That was my childhood there. And so my, amongst my favorite was the Parchis, man. And and uh, so John just likes to remind me that because they were hired. Parchis is the one that was uh, was singing that song. Uh, that, they were hired to do an America song. They were 
doing what song? It was it was it's the America theme. So they sing the America. So they, yeah. they they got all dressed up, all dressed up, and all of them were in know, even 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 the cute girl. All, all decked out. And have you never you have never seen have you ever seen the picture Joel, of them all dressed up? No, and... I don't want to see that, Yon. Mm-hmm. It's just too much. It's like if you know you even can... even even the little redhead was wearing the the, the uh, glue up, and that was you know, and to, to make it even worse, Joel, for well, not for you necessarily, but. You know that they were wearing like you know the the the, the really cool America jersey where it was all yeah, the, see, the triangle just, just with piling, the... piling it on. That's like you know that's like if someone got cheated on, they walked into their significant other, right. and then years later you're telling them, "Have you seen the picture? <laughs> the, the, <laughs> Have you seen the, the really, picture? The really gory <laughs> details. <laughs> Have you seen the pictures? The, <laughs> They're the, on Insta." The look, the look on his face in that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, no, I, I try not to look at those pictures. <laughs> I try, I try not to. I try to forget. And of, course, and of course, the other thing was it was when I told you that that they weren't Mexican but actually Spanish. That was oh yeah, I used to think. I was just, I was surprised. So I used I, to look I, at. I, looked, I, I, cr- I crushed your your childhood in in a matter of like like three like three or four seconds. Just. It did. It did. I used to see that thing in the. All I right. don't know. All right, so Ho, let's uh, let, let us let us uh, let let's jump into our, our our proper show here on the Cantina Mickey's podcast. As uh, as as you everyone knows, the uh, thank you for joining us. By the way, we're live on YouTube. A uh, pandemonium in Monterrey, as uh, and I will say Monterrey. Usually, I say Monterrey, but people get mad at me. And, uh, but but today, I will say Monterrey. Uh, as Tigres has won their their seventh title, fifth since Tuca took over the team. So Tuca's been there for 10 years. They've won five Liga Mackey's trophies. Oh, yeah. They're going to have a statue right outside. They are now tied with uh, with, with, with Pumas and Leon. So all the kitty cats, all the kitty cats yeah. have, have seven trophies. So so that means that the, 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 the cat, the, the cat then, we have, we have El Gato, El Crema, and El Chiva, and El Gato tiene 21. So the, 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 that means that the, they were number one. We, the, number one. The number one. <laughs> That's the what year, that it is the year of the cat. And you know who's right there amongst the celebrating is um is uh, Mejia Baron. Yes. Another Puma. Yes. So yeah, this Tigres does have that has some Puma influence. Cannot be denied. You are indeed correct. Uh, the, uh, Mejia Baron is uh, is a uh, like Tuca. I wish it was, he's not, he's not necessarily his bench coach, but I think he is his uh, technical advisor. I think yeah, because yeah, because he watches the game from above. Yeah, and he probably probably studies rivals as well. I would like to think. I would yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. Mejia Baron just has the coolest hair. I'm not gonna lie. It's just uh, you know, it's. Uh, you know, and it's people like that that you need a lot of times to have uh, in selecciones a lot of times. Well, you remember, need people Tuka like that. Was, was Mejia Baron's assistant in the 1994 World Yes. Cup. Yeah, he's been around for a long time. And I, that's why, like, and, and we hear people say it from time to time, but it would it would be nice to have someone like, like Cala Volpe in charge of, like, the youth teams. Yeah, absolutely, and, and you know there was a rumor that I thought that after '06 that he was going to do that, but I, I think La Volpe wants to do it, but I don't necessarily think he wants to do it. Uh, oh, wants... I remember the rumor of six. I was covering that one, Yon. I was with the Lavadoras and uh, 
the banderas right there, you know, the cheeses. Right. So it was that they were bringing in uh, uh, Bian Bian Carlitos Bianchi. Right, right, right. And that Bianchi was going to be in charge, you know, of the Selección Mayor. He was El Virrey at that point. He was the Lord, Lord Commander of the Libertadores, who is winning it with Boca. And, and they said, okay, so, and that, that was the plan. And then to put, to put La Volpe in charge of the, of the youth. So we would have had La Volpe in charge of the youth. Bianchi was going to be the, uh, the, the, yeah. the coach of the national team. Well, yeah, but it was one of the ideas. I mean, you know, uh, but they ended up just giving the whole team to La Volpe. You know, I'm not going to lie. I actually don't mind the uh, the, the whole Tata thing. Uh, is has been very intriguing to me because I I, I like his. Uh... Look, John. There's Kinyak. Sorry, don't mean oh, to interrupt you, but Kinyak and second. Tuka. Hang on, Hang on a second. Hang on a second. We gotta. All right, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. it's it's not breaking. It's just we're watching the celebrations. And, oh, uh, they were just they just had a little and, a little, little moment. And little it was like. They were embracing, and it was a happy hug. And I'm thinking what you said, that if Tuca hangs his mustache, Guignac is right behind. But I, I think Guignac will stay just because he's like the, he's, he's like the face of, of Tigres. Right. And, and he's getting a lot of money. Just I, I could just imagine all the type of promo he does for, for the city of Monterrey alone. <laughs> right. How much he gets paid just to show up, to show up at El Super, you know. Uh, or to be seen driving in whatever car. Does, um, I, wonder, I wonder if he does. If, does if, he, if he does, I'm sure he does ads in Mexico. I would hope he does. Yeah, and and there's casinos down there, right, Monterrey. Well, sure. There's casinos he, all over. He probably gets like the you know the dealers. He like uh, those they, they fly him up there and he gets give him, yeah the comps. There you go. And they give him the luxury suite. Oh, don't you get comp when you go to the casino? No, we haven't. We need Seriously? to step up our cantina game. Well, dude, you know, once once you once you drop like you know ten or twenty k, man, they start comping you. Oh like, man, yeah. You know, they're like, hey, we, we're sorry that you, you know, just lost you know uh, six months worth of house payments. So <laughs> stay in a Here's stay in a room. Lobster. Stay in a room that's a hundred exactly hundred square feet bigger. You know, and this one actually, this one actually has hot water. It has hot water. No, so so Tigres yeah. or Seventh Juela, you, you think Gignac, I'm sorry, you think Tuca is going to hang yes. it up? Is going to hang it up after this? Yes, and then he'll he'll probably take up some role as as like a sporting pre- president or something like that. I think Tuca is going to is, is going to chase his his last white whale. Which is, Which is the, what the, the the conca? Oh, okay, okay. So that could be it too. They could just put all their, you know, yeah. put 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 all their tokens into that tournament. And yeah, I don't see no reason right now why they can't win it. Right. I just don't see any team in the region at at their level. I think maybe Monterrey could could match them, but you know. Not even think, comunicaciones. But I think Monterrey would be more. No, no, not. That's Rigo's other team. Um, is, he, is he a comunicaciones fan? Yes, he admitted the other day. Really? Um, That's awesome. Yes. That's great. Oh, because his wife, his wife is a. Isn't she a Guatemalteca? 
but he is as well. He's he's uh he's half half communicaciones, half Chiva. He's uh, half Chapin, half they, Mexi. Does it communicaciones are they or rayas too? <laughs> I see where you're going. I don't know. I honestly, I, I, they all, I thought they were all white. Yeah, I'm guessing that too. I'd have to look up their uniform because if they have any kind of raya. Oh man, yeah. But he might be a Chiwa first, you know. The Comunicaciones is just a team he follows, like on the side. He's like the side chick. All right, let's let's have. Where, one. where, where Prophet Cambia was actually hanging out in Pachuca, in in the facilities and all that. Prophet Prophet Cambia had a big game today. Where he did with the youth. His youth team playing the championship. They so good a, luck to Profe. No, uh, no stripes on 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 home home away or third alternate for uh, for comunicaciones. By, by the way, to to clarify, we joke about Profe Cambia, and uh, that's because he was indeed in Pachuca. He coaches youth team, and in one of his teams, some of his players were scouted by Pachuca. So he went with the kids to uh, to Solandia while they were being having tryouts. Right, and uh, and we call him Profe Camarayas because while he was in Pachuca, he uh, he 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 he, <laughs> he bought full into the whole Pachuca system to the point where where we were starting to question his loyalties toward toward uh, <laughs> corazones, which was Chile. Yes. So we started calling him Profe Camarayas because because he changed the stripes of the of of of, of the team of, of the the shirt of the team of the of the team that he follows. So that's why he's in El Profe Cambia. But he did have a big game. He had a, he had a quarterfinal of his of his U of his U eights. His his U eights, and uh, we were asking him we, we, what style he was going to play. Was he going to be was he going to be the uh, you know the absorbent counter? Or was it going to be a tikitaka, or you know, or was he going to be like a like a you know high pressure and pressure and pounce? And uh, he did not respond. So obviously, he was so into his his preparation for this game that he has he has yet to to see what uh, what the answer was going to be. What the answer was going to be there. Tigres now has the trophy in hand there. Gignac has taken it over to the fans, and he is... Oh, Gignac is relishing that trophy, man. He is. He's doing you more would... relishing. It's, uh, he might have to... Uh, he might have to... Someone might need, might need to take a Kleenex to that uh, before they get it. <laughs> Give it they some... have, who's, whose picture they have? They have some T-shirts with some ball-headed guy on them. Did you see it? Some uh-huh. of the players? Yeah, so they Who's have. That? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure who that was. Kukateng. I'm sure hoping that, that they haven't cut away from the from the coverage. Yeah, so 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 Tigres wins uh, nil nil. Joel, it was uh, as you mentioned that the the, the, the camion was parked. El Tucabus. Uh, Tuca was very content to let Leon. Uh, you know, and, and, and to Leon's credit, they 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 snuffed out the counters uh, that that Tigres got going uh, with relative ease. So so they obviously were prepared for that uh, to uh, 
neutralize the counters as, as quickly as they happen. So, you know, both coaches, uh, you know, you know, Leon to the end, they had the chances. They just, they just, they just didn't go into the net. And sometimes that's just how this game is played. So it's unfortunate. Yeah, so, no, uh, they played the smart game. I mean, it wasn't a boring game, I and mean, it wasn't. It wasn't like, oh my god, nothing's happening. I mean, it was. It was exciting. They had. They had, they had some moments. Had some plays, but uh, you know, it wasn't pretty. And as, as as we mentioned earlier, you're not. You know, you're you're there to win it. You're not there to impress the judges. So yes, to, to quote to quote La Puente, if you want to be entertained, go to the circus. That's right. <laughs> That's one of my favorite quotes of his. He told it to the press. It's like, what do you think about people complaining in your games are not entertaining? Like, you know, he basically said, I'm here to win, man. You want to be entertained, go go watch a movie. Man. Go, go, go to the circus. Right. And I do think that that's part of the the different mentality as well, you know, because we've been sold on the three Gs and that was study Goliath and, and and then, and I still see it, especially I see it a lot with like Americanistas, where they feel that their team has to play a certain way, and uh, you know, and they'll become critical if if they're not if they're not playing up to expectations. Now, well, I'm not that, saying they can't criticize, but when see, they've been uh, again, that's you know that that would just cracks me up about about people that have that. You know, you, you know, why do you think that, that, that your team is so special? <laughs> that, that you think that they, that they have to do a certain thing a certain way? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, for me, it's like, like, yeah, you could criticize your team, but when, they, when they've been, when they've been as successful, you know, then, as they have in these past years, there's not much room for criticism. Right, you know, under under uh, Belais, and then Belais left, and and it's been uh, oddly enough under under the guy that we made fun of. Him. <laughs> well, you know what? We're seeing something similar uh, with some of the Barcelona fans because they got used to this, you know, this spectacular run they had, but it's very difficult to to maintain that like that level. You know, where they'll win three, four championships a season. Right. And and now they win. They just won the league, but it's like some people talking about like a disastrous season. That's <laughs> like, well, what? I mean, that's what, yeah, not only that, but <laughs> I mean, it, it, it makes you really appreciate how, just how unbelievably good Xavi and Iniesta were. For, yeah. For as long as they played, for as well as they played. I mean, they were, I mean, you know, I know that people always say that Messi and and uh, Ronaldo were the best players. Well, they maybe individually they are, but the the best players that made a team, you know, you know, turn into an absolute juggernaut were were Xavi and Iniesta. I mean, in, in this twentieth century, I I just, you know, over the past twenty years, I have a hard time saying that. Uh, Would 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 Messi has been as, as successful as he was on any team? Probably, but because he had those guys behind him, that made Messi just, you know, uber successful. No, I I agree, um, but and and you know the also thing about criticizing that type, 
that type of like mentality or expectations is that you're discrediting the the rivals, making it seem like they they never uh, improve. Right. It's almost it's almost like they're the Washington Generals, you know. Well, it's like it's we talked like, about last week or the, in the <laughs> last show about America, where you know their fans are like, well, you know, you have to you have to referee at America differently because you know it's, it's because yeah, and I'm sort of thinking and and and, and yet and and and. It, you know, that's before the game and after the game. Well, the refereeing was terrible. We always get hosed by the rest. So they act like they're this incredibly special team that 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 have you know they have to play under a different, a completely different set of rules, right? And then complain bitterly like 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 you're a, you know, you're a, you're 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 the follower of a third division Honduran team who thinks that the refs, you know, anytime you lose it, that it's always the refs' fault because of some, because you, you think that no, that the ref does, you know, makes those calls against. No one else but your team. It's just I I I, I don't get it. I just don't get it, Joel. Can you explain it to me, Joel? You've you probably know more Americanistas than I do. Oh I mean, no, I don't. You you had a neighbor not not two doors down from you in 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 uh, in, in, in Los Angeles that uh, was such a huge America fan. He painted his curb address number with with the number and the Club America logo. Did you not have a conversation with him about, about this? And- and he hung he hung a big America flag. He had America stained glass in his dining room. But... <laughs> I don't know about the dining room, but uh, outside of his house, he does have he has the flag. You know, usually houses have like the like the U.S. flag hanging. Mm-hmm. You know, he has that one of those, but it's it's uh, mm-hmm. it's uh, America. I was gonna take a picture the other day, and I forgot. So I'm gonna send this to John. I know he misses his house. Oh, I mean, it's, I mean, it's, he, he wears, <laughs> wears his Americanismo on his, on his sleeve. God bless him. You know, I, I, I like seeing fans like that. So, so, so my question to you again, Joel, is, uh, is why are, do Americanistas think they are so special? I think it's the media, you know, just the, because the media is so critical. I think that's the pushback. And, and you do see the media like, being overly critical always, uh, just, you know, even calling their season a fracaso, I wouldn't qualify it as such. I think they had a good season, um, <clears throat> especially with some of their drawbacks. Uh, I, so, I mean, I, I think that's that's what, and I see something similar with, with Chiva fans as well, uh, so-called Chi hermanos. Uh, <laughs> it's a bit of the same. Uh, so I, I just think it's, it's, it's the Mexican media and, and it's, it's what has helped shape the football culture in, in Mexico. Just they, they repeat, you know, the saying you repeat something, you repeat it enough, people are going to start believing it. Well, that does, that, that, that does make sense, Hoyt. So Joel, let's 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 uh, jump back into some other topics that we had talked about in our pregame that we'll go ahead and rehash here again on the uh, in the postgame edition of the Cantina Mekis podcast. This is John Jr. joining you with with Joel Aceves. Thank you guys for taking the time to listen to us. We really appreciate y'all's patronage. Mexico's U twenty team Joel lost three zero to Japan this morning, uh, putting them with a very slim chance of advancing into the next round. It was the worst defeat that Mexico had had at this moment. Uh, went down, or they went down immediately after an injury. They were down with the 10 men. Uh, Japan scores 1-0. Mexico had started the game pretty well. 
And uh, they had to change their formation, put Linus out wide again, where he gets total lost, and uh, ended up uh, just not just falling apart and not not talking to each other. Just 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 a a complete disaster, catastrophe, like 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 the worst way to lose. Just you know, no communication. Just a you know, just just out there, eleven angry men, uh, not not doing anything other than yelling at each other for not playing well. Not a good situation, Coel. And uh, you know, again, it's a uh, it you know, aside from the fact that uh, it's you know, blame it on the whatever number of foreign players, and you know, the the teams just don't take you know their their youth uh, systems uh, seriously enough, you know, and whatever. Just you just go on and on and on and on. To me, it came it came down to uh, knowing what you have, and uh, I mean, if you're in a tournament, just you know, play a tournament. If you have a, if you have players that that you know aren't going to be able to, uh, up to the ability to play the way that you want to play, then don't don't play that way. I I, I guess that's where I'm. Uh, I, I was a little frustrated is that uh, they just uh, they did not take advantage of what they had, and that and that, that's on the coaching and. Uh, so I guess my question to you is, Joel, is a, you know, at a, at a U20 tournament, what is more important? Are you, are you want to, do you want to develop talent or do you want to start developing that, 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 that talent or attitude? I, I mean, t- added, there you go. Attitude, you know, attitude uh, and belief, you know? Um, so to me, it's not about, I wouldn't use an uh, under 20 World Cup as, as to develop if I'm taking a player, it's because he's the best in his position. That's the thing, though, and, is they didn't take players that were the best. They didn't. Well, I mean, yeah, that's that just, and I think that's a reflection in the Mexican league. But that 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 to me is like the bottom line. If I'm, if if you're going to a World Cup, you're representing Mexico, and you're going to compete to win. I'm not taking you so you could develop and maybe down the line you'll be good because that's under twenty World Cup. Uh, you know. Winning it is not going to make Mexico any better. Uh, you know, it's, it's not going to be a guarantee that you're going to have um, a really good senior team or, or whatnot, you know. We've seen teams like Nigeria or even Portugal that were dominant at the under-20 level and then didn't do, didn't do much at the World right. Cup. So that's why, but I would still respect the tournament for what it is. It's an under-20 World Cup, and it's a great opportunity to just, you know, to just have a – you start building that reputation when you've seen teams like Argentina, and it shows the, uh, just how much talent comes out of that country, where at one point they were very dominant back when they had Beckerman. I think they won it like two times, like back-to-back around the same time frame that they won the Olympics, like back-to-back. Back. And they did. I remember Saviola had a, a really great U-20. <clears throat> I, was yeah, I, I was thinking to myself, holy smokes. <laughs> I, mean, I thought he was, like, unstoppable. He was so good. Yeah. Yeah, but, but I mean, you what, – what happens is a lot of times when, when, when you have a team that does good in these tournaments, a lot of those guys end up getting picked up by teams. So I think it's a, it's a good opportunity – for some of these players to to make a jump, you know, um, but that's that's still my main thing. I, I wouldn't use it to develop just because you're supposed to 
you know, at least from my thought, my point of view, you're supposed to already be developed, at least for under 20 level. Right. Yeah, because, and then you said it, you said it, uh, you well, said see, it at the uh, time we had. The thing that we saw, though, is that we, was that we saw two teams in Italy oh. and in Japan <laughs> that were developed and, 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 and were playing at a, you know, a relatively, you know, quote unquote high level. Both of them. And Mexico just, yeah. you know, I mean, it just, I mean, it, it, there was, there was a, there was a, I wouldn't necessarily say there was a, there was a gulf of talent, but there was definitely a gulf of management and just, and just a higher understanding of, 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 of what it is that you want to do. Yeah. And you know what? I think, I think the coach, like seeing his, his credentials, I think um, I wouldn't be too harsh on, on, and why they picked him? He he just ended up crashing once once uh, he got to the big to the big tournament. Uh, just a quick rundown: 2013, he was assistant coach to Piojo at America. They won the they won the league. He was with him in 2014 when they went to the World Cup. From and then from 2016 to 2017, he was at Tijuana. I'm guessing this was this Piojo's team right. as well. Yeah. So he's been working under Piojo, which is not bad. Um, and then he got a shot in 2017 with Dorados de Sinaloa. Uh, it didn't go too well for him. And then in 2018, which was late 2018, he, he, like, wait, what's it? Did he get it? And, and I don't know if he got it. I think he got it in, in January of 2018. I need to double check. But that's when well, well, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Would you rather? Would you rather have like a coach for the U15s, and one for the U17s, and one for the U20, or would it make more sense to you to have like? Well, I guess it'd be the same thing, but 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 looking at it differently, when you come in to and the, whether it's 17, 15 cent, wherever it is, let's say 15. And then you have a coach there, and shouldn't he also be then the coach of the seventeens, and then the coach of the twenties? So, so like you, you get him for for for, for three. Oh, you like the same? They did it with Chucho. I yeah. don't know if you remember. Yeah, um, that works too. But I think you could also have, you know, because a lot of times some of these guys don't want to stay at youth long. You know, if they get a chance to coach a, a first division team, that's where they go to. So I would have someone overseeing all the youth teams, you know. You'll have the director, the juveniles, who's overseeing the whole projects, and he's keeping tabs, and, and uh, you know, they have a defined defined goals. That way it's you don't start from scratch every time there's a new coach. Uh, and that's probably what we're lacking since because they moved. That was the closest job. Right. Closer was in charge of the youth teams and they switched him out. They brought him to Selección, to the main team, to the senior team, and now he's with the Galaxy. And um who I don't know I don't know who's in charge of the youth teams right now. But I mean you have someone like I think there's a lot of you know there's a lot of um there's a lot of capable people in Mexico where they could just put someone in charge instead of like uh, 
just it seems like they're just throwing darts, you know, see what hits. Right. Uh, well, hasn't that always been the case, though? I mean, I know that. Well, not not always, but most of the most of the times, yes. Uh, yeah, for the most part, it has. Because I, I don't think that was the case when the close was there. And I don't think it was the case when you had, uh, we had, um, Nestor. Right. Cause he, he set up a defined, they had like a defined plan where the, all the coaches would meet and they were all like working toward the goal. And that's when they won the 2011 and they won the Olympics. So that, but, that but Nestor, helped. Nestor wasn't a part of the FMF when they won any of those things. He, no, he was gone he, in 2010. Yeah, but he he set up all of that. He had been working with it for years. Where they said they set up the whole thing. Come look at four years. He 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 took over in when when Javier Aguirre came in, which was like in late two thousand nine. Come look at for years. He he was he was there for like like fourteen months. Come on, fourteen months. Yeah, but he he set up the whole plan, and the the people stayed there. So it was at least what two years. The, the, yeah. I'll tell you, he he got there in June of '09 and he left in September of 2010 after the big fiesta. Yeah. Okay. I was thinking. I was thinking the way to 2011, but it was it was still they didn't completely abandon. Like they didn't say, "Okay, we're all leaving." Uh, it got switched up soon after, though. I forgot who came in and. They switched it up, but they had drafted because he he put it online. He put online the whole. Um, it was actually my first one of my first articles I had written. I think I did it for Gold.com. You can still find it. <laughs> it's still it's still available. Uh, and he had he had drafted a whole thing of of how the, all the selections were going to be working, and and how they wanted players. That by the time they reached the senior national team, they would have X amount of international games played under their belt. Yeah, but I mean, that's that that that, that that's good and well that, mm-hmm. that you think that that's going to happen. I think it's a great plan. But I mean, if you get out out, out of that plan, if you get three or four guys that that that, that go through that, would be great. But that's just that's just not that's just not realistic. Ooh. It's just not realistic. I mean, look at did Oribe Peralta ever once play in the Mexican national team at any of the U levels ever? Just just Olympics, right? And he did it as a as a as a, as a, as a professional refuerzo. That's it. Yeah, yeah, he did. He did, but that's again that goes into what how the league is, you know, the short season and all that. It just cut cut away from from. You know, it just made it more difficult for the youth to get much playing time. Look, aside from all that, I mean, I mean, the, the, the whole, you know, you know, people are always talking about, you know, is it the foreigners? Is it this? Is it that? The biggest thing is, is that they just don't look at enough players. There, there isn't a way for enough players to get the the minutes in, in, in front of people that make those kinds of decisions because, because not enough kids play in Mexico. Kids play all the time on Mexico. They're going to be wrong, but not organ, but they don't play as much organized. And that is, 
the you know the that to me is just is just a terrible uh outcome of of or or, or whatever of of this uh of uh, this whole thing is, is it you know the the schools don't have you know the, I mean Mexico there's public schools and then there's private schools you know just just like there is anywhere else they can have a public school league and they can have a private school league and they can they can do it from you know from junior high to high school and I mean when I was a kid and I, I went to private school in Mexico we played the private schools but it was it was only because the the coaches would call it and hey let's play. You know, it was, it was, there was nothing ever that was like quote unquote organized, so to speak. There was, there wasn't like a, there wasn't a league or there wasn't an inter, interscholastic league like there is uh, in, uh, in, in the States here, uh, in, in all the States here in the U.S. And I think, I think that that's, that's very unfortunate. You're missing out on, 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 on kids that would otherwise never get a chance to be in front of uh, whatever, you know, if, 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 if hey, you know, the, the, this kid is really good, you know, you should. It just it just doesn't happen. I mean, there are so many kids. I mean, yeah, there are kids that uh, that obviously are on the on the youth teams and this and that, and I get that. But I mean, I just just think there'd be so many more options if 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 more kids got to play. And and, and that that to me is the is the biggest obstacle that, uh, that 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 Mexico faces is 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 how do you get more people playing the sport? You know, I think there's enough. I just think the structures are are just poorly set. You know, right? I, I do because it is definitely a footballing country. Uh, they just need, even from the government, as Ron has said it, that should be from the government, not so much from FMF. I, I agree. With I mean, could... it, it should be something. I mean, football is a very popular sport in this country. Yeah, you know, the the NFL has the greatest gig in the world because they get finished products and they don't they don't have to lift a finger. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm dead serious because because you know these kids go all through. Junior high and high school, so the you know the the public you know the the, the public is you know occasionally get a private school, you know, but ninety percent of them are, are are public school kids, and then they go to a college. So then the college pays for four years of that of 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 training. And that's just, so so they end up getting a twenty twenty year old kid who's already you know he's he's done. You know they they, they don't have to they don't have, they don't have to do you know they don't have to put in the legwork to get a guy like that. What a great gig. Yeah, they just go to the big tournaments to scout or keep tabs on certain players. But yeah, and, and, and you know, in Mexico, they could, they could do it where they, they maybe give incentives or, or they build fields or whatnot. Uh, and, and that well, just. It can be done, Hulk, because remember the, 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 the lady who was running the, the teachers union had a, had a $15,000 a year salary and a half a million dollar <laughs> line of credit on Neiman Marcus. God damn! So I'm sorry. Well, yeah, it was it was it was a teacher. Yeah, well, it was a teacher. It was it was a SEP. So, a SEP. Yeah. You so, know when I used to go every summer to visit a family in Max, and I'm talking um, late '90s, early 2000, and and you know families in Guadalajara. And I remember at the time they had built a bunch of um, a bunch of like uh, what do they call it, full rapido, uh, indoor I'm, like. Futsal, exactly, but they, they built these small canchas where they were like, you you didn't have to go into a building, they were like outdoor. Right. And they were really cool, but you had to pay to use them. <laughs> right. You know, you had to pay and uh, 
it wasn't that much. But still, I mean, you have to wonder if 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 that's something that like like here that where the government they they have the local parks, the city, you know, the you cities know, within there they provide the parks and right. they do the upkeep and you could use the basketball courts, you could use the diamond field and and the little leagues play there. I mean, if they did more stuff like that, they would eventually just create more space for more kids to play. Yeah, and 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 and, and crazy, crazy John thinks that if you have more kids playing, you know, then you know, you know, more more kids will get seen, and then you know, you know, maybe kids don't fall through the cracks. You know, you know, maybe, maybe you know, a, a godson doesn't get the favor this year. Maybe he has to wait till next year. You know, because this guy's really good. You know, it's like, you know, I got to do what I got to do. So, yeah, I mean, I, I yeah. do think and for people that don't think that, uh, that, that that football is subsidized in this country, just look at a list of who were the highest paid state employees in every state. And out of the 50 states, I would guarantee you that 45 of them at least have either the head football coach or basketball coach. And almost all, most, most of them are going to be that football coach or the highest Man. paid state employees. So, yeah. So yes, football is heavily subsidized by your tax dollars. Yeah, it's it's yeah. There's there's a lot they could do, but I mean, I don't know. I I don't know why why in Mex they don't they don't take advantage of that. Well, I mean, it's just uh, you know you know someone has to do it. You know, the, the worst part about it is you know they do have organized college football in Mexico. They do have leagues. They have the ONEFA. But you know what happened at the Onefa was that the deck, the tech, the tech teams were, were were so good and they were they were they just you know would, would, when they would go recruit players or whatever it was they would just you know take you know for every one guy that Pumas got they take ten you know they just and then they, they they just they didn't have a limit on scholarships they just took whatever they wanted so the other ones say hey man we, we got to limit that and they're like forget it so but they started their own league so we got to avoid stuff like that so hopefully that. Uh, that will happen. So, uh, so, so Tigres, Joel, uh, seven, uh, seven titles there. That's, uh, that's only five less than, than, uh, than Chivas. So that's, that's, a, that's another, another one you have to turn around and, and be on the lookout for. Yeah. Well, might take them 20 years, but I, I do see, I mean, I do think right now if, if things stay the way they are, I, I do see Tigres and even Monterrey being, being the new big boys in town, uh, I know people are saying, "Oh, they're still missing." Yeah, they are, but for the past ten years, they've they've been. Uh, I think in the past ten years, there's been a Monterrey team in the final, because it's two, so twenty twenty uh, finales. I think in ten of them, it's been a Monterrey team. Yeah, well, I mean, now you know, Monterrey won. Was it two? I forget. It was either two or three. At the uh, right at the the end of the of the, of the aughts and the and, and the tens, and then in 2011, Tigres is you know they've won five and they've they've lost a couple. Yeah. So. Uh, and then yeah, Monterrey lost like what? They lost two in a row not too long ago. Yeah, they lost one to Tigres and they lost one to uh, to Pachuca. And uh, yeah, so you're right. The the Monterrey teams uh, over the past ten years have been uh, have been dominant. You know, and if they wanted to, they could easily, they could just dump more money into those teams and have even stronger teams. 
They were the ones that uh, yeah. fought the Liga Mekis or, or, or lobbied Liga Mekis to make the uh, you know, yeah, eight rule, but they want they wanted an eight ten rule. Uh, you know, I'm sorry, the ten eight. They want you know they want they wanted as, as many or actually they if I'm not saying do they want no limit on the on the amount of foreigners you can play? Monterrey. Yeah, they wanted no limit. No limit. They push for that. Um, this, according to Luis Miguel Salvador, former, you know, was, uh, uh, former director of Rayados. There was, uh, I remember in, uh, in Club de Cuervos, there was, a, there was a line about, I think it was, you know, one other quote-unquote team owner talking to guys like, hey, man, do you, are you, what team do you follow in baseball? And the guys like the Yankees, like, do you care if, you know, the Yankees have a Dominican, depending on just going on and on and on about the list. I'm sure you're thinking, yeah, but no one else plays baseball. You know, no one, you know, that is, that is, you know, far and away the biggest league. Baseball doesn't have competition. You know, the NBA doesn't have competition. Yeah. You know, you know I think that that's what people don't understand necessarily about MLS is that MLS isn't competing against hockey, NBA, uh, Major League Baseball, and, and, and the NFL. I mean, yeah, they are competing against it, but they're also competing against 100 other leagues. From all over the world. Yeah, especially now that there, you could follow the whole season. You could, you could if you if you like Serie A, if you like EPL, La Liga, you could see the whole season. Right now, it's very easy to see it, and that just wasn't the case before. You would catch a match every now and then, like a match of the week type of thing. Right, but I'm talking about you know as far as players. So because of that fact, you know, because of. You know, the, oh, there's okay. so much competition yeah. just, you know, worldwide for players. I mean, you know, use, use, use the guys that you got. All right. So there it is, Joel. 13, 12, 10, 8, and 7. Three, three teams tied for seven titles. And it's, uh, it's, it's Tigres, Pumas, and Leon against so the three cat teams. So once again, I, I'd say that, the, the, that, that El Gato has 21 titles. Yes. Crema 13, Chiva 12. So. I think El, El, El Gato wins. El, El, El Gato has the most. Yeah. There's no and, other way of looking at it. And, the, you know, and the bulk of Chivas titles came in the in the 50s and 60s. Uh, by the, what was it? By the 90s, they had like nine. So in the last, you know, they haven't been very successful in the last 30, 40 years. I forget. Uh, so, did uh, did the Chivas win the last uh, non-Liguilla or the first year of the Liguilla? No, I think they. I think it was the last non non-Liguilla. Last non. So then, so then, yeah. then that was in '69. So they didn't win again until 1987. Yeah. And then since then, so since then, it's been every, it, it's it's been like clockwork every every ten or eleven years. So years, the, the comet appears. Yeah. So, so it was, starts it was, the line. Yeah, it was it was it was Tuca. Do, do, do Chivas fans remember that Tuca won a title for them? Do you I remember? remember. I remember. Yeah, I do remember Tuca Mion. Yes. So, 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 so Tuca wins in '97, and then we have uh, we have uh, both the the Bofaso, the Bofaso in uh, in Toluca in '06, and then we have. Uh, uh, Gallito and Pizarro score, so that's so that's three. So they have two. So yeah, so so they they won nine titles prior to prior to uh, nineteen ninety seven. 
yeah, it's been a long time. So, so yeah, that's why it's, it's if you're a Chiva fan like myself, you have to be a bit concerned when you're seeing teams like Tigres, even Pachuca, uh, and, and Santos, how, how more consistently they're winning. And it's like the writing's on the wall. If, if things don't change for Chivas, uh, it's just a matter of time until you get left behind. Those, those 12 titles don't look as impressive as they once did. No, I mean, that was also when they were like the only team that even fielded 11 guys. You know, they were playing against, you know, you know, back then it was, you know, I mean, I don't even think, I don't even think America was that much of a rival. It was, it was like all the, it was like, it was basically all of Guadalajara teams against all Mexico City teams. That That's what the league was. Yeah, well, Leon used to be, Leon used to be pretty big. Um, they were one of the main teams. I mean, it's changed a lot, the right. landscape. I think what you're saying, Joel, is, is, is that Chivas are not as, as, as big a team as they used to be. And, and, and fans today that puff out their chest about the 12 titles are like, if, if you're 70 years old, if you're not 70 years old, you need to shut the hell up. That's what it sounds like to me. It sounds to me, Joel, like, 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 like if it, you, you can only claim the titles that, that you as a fan have witnessed with your own eyes. You know, if we do that, yeah, it's not much to, it's not much to brag about. That's why that that's why one one way you can you can tell how old the Chivas fan is by asking <laughs> him how many titles how many titles they've seen Chivas win. Yeah, ouch. Because if they ouch. say twelve, then you know that they're in their you know in their nineties. That backfires when you're talking to Atlas fans. That's right. You, you, it, it is it is not a good not a good barometer to, to determine age of an of an Atlas fan. Yeah, and with Atlas new management, we might see something. Uh, I, I don't know if they're going to replicate what Santos has done. I'm not sure with that, um, but I do. I do see them being more more consistent than they currently are. You know, and, it's a, interesting that you mentioned Atlas, Joel, because they won the U20, and guess how many Atlas players were on the U20 uh, World Cup team for Mexico? No idea. Leon. Zero. <laughs> They're, they're not there. Okay, priorities, Yon. <laughs> but see, I mean, is this just bad scouting on on Diego Ramirez's part? Well, you know, to is his, and I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, come be a, be his apologist. But but we will play devil's advocate here. He did have some players that that team for whatever reason said no, and I thought that you and I were both under the impression, if I'm not mistaken. That if it's a FIFA tournament, teams can't say no. Yeah, but I mean, I, I don't know. I, I've never seen any controversy on that, so I, I don't have much. Right, usually Mexico, 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 Mexico clubs are like, yeah, you know, whatever. You know, you you do what you got to do. And uh, yeah, so but but the other thing, Joel, is that the, 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 you have to question the timing of this tournament because it was it was done so uh, so early, and I guess it's because of the Women's World Cup. You know, with, with FIFA, but you know they could have played this in late July, or uh, but but I guess they didn't want to run into the preseason there. So yeah, it's just it's just it just it just it, it, the forces aligned against Mexico in this tournament, unfortunately, and uh, they didn't have enough on the coaching end or on the player end to make to to make up for you know some of the bad luck that they've that they ran into, and uh, 
you know, it is what it is. With uh with 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 Mexico here. Very unfortunate the Mexico. But now they do have a chance on if they if they beat Ecuador like like three zero. Yes. Their last their last yeah. it's gonna be their last chance to show something. That's right. Um, and they could still probably even qualify. That's the weird the funny part. But uh yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't um go chicken little on this. Uh, you know, it's, that's just how it is with some of these youth tournaments. Sometimes you get it right, sometimes you don't. You know, with coaching and player selection, you never well, know. I mean, I mean, didn't you say that Italy was without three of their best players because they just didn't make it? No, so you, yeah, you yeah. But, the same thing about Mexico. They didn't, they, you know, they didn't send three of their best players. No, but I'm saying like sometimes like the coach, whatever he had planned just didn't work out. And that could be one of the things, as well as some of the players he, you know. Because, yeah, some of them weren't available, but he probably left some out that would have fared better. Right. Um, you know, with like Chicharro was one of the players left out of the under-17. He almost quit he, the sport. Yeah, and some of the guys that went ahead of him, um, I think it was Ever, some dude from uh, Morelia. Ever Guzman, who's who playing, who's playing in, the, in the USL. There you go. And I know this because I was, I was, I loaded his name on a roster for I forget what <laughs> team it was. A little while back, maybe it was San Antonio. Yes. Yeah, and but you know, maybe at the time, Ever was just a better player, and right. and you got to give credit to Chucho because. Chicharro was coming from like known. Well, no, and that, but Ever Guzman known, scored like six a, goals in the in the U seventeen tournament anyway. Yeah. So obviously yeah, but, it was a good decision. Yeah, and, but Chicharro was like the dude that he he had like his grandfather played, his father played. He was in Chivas. He had more, you know, you could say uh pedigree. Yeah, more pedigree. And more connections. More connections. They, they could have taken him on that alone. Right. And who knows how he would have done. But, but, uh, the guy just went with, with Ever because he, he, he was getting results and he did. He, he, <laughs> he provided and, uh, and things worked out differently for both of them. So who knows how this coach, he, he probably got, got it wrong with some of these players ended up. Cause, you know, sometimes, you gotta have a combine, you know, not just uh, talent. It's also like attitude. Uh, you have a dude that has that, just more confidence or whatnot. That that could also carry you a long way. Sure. Yeah, I, I just keep. I don't. I don't know. I guess we'll see uh, later what. You know, Joel, there is a there is an ex Chiva on the uh, on the Austin Bold, which is the the USL team here. Oh, <laughs> it's a uh, Javi Javi Bias is on the team. Okay, I, I remember his name. I remember his name. Uh, so yeah, uh, wait, is that game on Sunday, John? I mean, wait a which minute. Which game? Which game? Wait, today is Sunday, man. I'm estoy norteado. I'm thinking it's Thursday because it's normally pot on Thursdays. Um, no, the Ecuador game is going to be on Tuesday, I'm guessing. Uh, is that right? Uh, either two, I think so, yeah. 
Okay, so we'll see what happens there. No, it'll um, be Wednesday. It'll be Wednesday, won't it? Wednesday? Because the extra day, okay. Okay, not bad. So we just had, yeah, that's what's we got coming up. Uh, final love, you know, fi- Liga MX finished. So next podcast, we have, uh, Chismes. Uh, and then we have, we could wrap up the under 20 if, if they don't qualify to the finals. Uh, and then there's, there's a Champions League final as well. Um, on June 1st. Sure yeah. you want to talk about that. And finally start going into the Gold Cup. And uh, we have another player that just dropped off who is Layun. He's having some surgery. So. Yeah, I, th- I think that all the players that were on the uh, the, the, <laughs> the mixed tour that some has, they had, they had Chucky and they had Chicharito and I think, I think Herrera was on there and Layun. The bug. They're all, yeah, they're all, they're all, uh, they're all done. No, Layun <laughs> is having, a, he's having kidney surgery. Yeah. So, uh, that seems like a pretty good, good enough reason to, uh, to yeah. um, not, uh, not play the Well, there's that, there's that underlying thing that was, you know, it, it had, it was picking up steam about how some of these players were in disputes with FMF over, you know, it was contract dispute over uh, how much money they get for promotional stuff. And so I think, uh, I think that was being, a, uh, might be a reason. Who knows? I'll need to take out the tinfoil hat. I'll dig more. I'll try to dig more into this. Yeah, see if well, I find anything. Or it could be nothing, you know. Doesn't matter. It's a gold cup. I think that's a perfect opportunity. Well, I for think. Someone. I think. Yeah, I think that the, the the fact that the uh, that the carrot of the confet cup is is not there. Yeah. That uh, the the the, you know, the, the appeal of playing this tournament just isn't as no as strong as uh. Yeah, but you know, Vela. Did you see Vela's comments? Where he's saying, look, by the time the World Cup comes, I'm going to be 34. You know? So he's saying he shouldn't be the best option and, and he shouldn't be taking up a spot. It should be, it should be younger guys that are going to get to the World Cup in their prime. So I got to respect that from Charlie Candle. Uh, and I think some of these other players like Chicharo and Layun and whatnot, they're like in that same boat. A lot of them might not even get to the World Cup. So I feel like with games like Gold Cup, they're burnout. They could care less. <laughs> it's like, uh, been there, done that. Yeah. It, uh, you know, and, and, and it was something, it was a conversation that we had, Joel, at the, uh, at the conclusion of the World Cup was, you know, it was it, it was it, that was the tournament for this generation. I mean, if they were going to do anything, yeah. it was going to be exactly. that World Cup because it was their last chance. Yeah, and, and, and no, you're right, John. And that's what I'm a little concerned with Tata. Like, why why does he even care? I would have thought he was gonna he was gonna you know try to try to make the switch as soon as possible. Well, that's but I, but I told you he wouldn't because I told you because uh, well, listen to me, like I'm an expert. <laughs> but, but 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 my thought was yeah. What do you know? Uh, my thought was that 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 he 
would have to win win the first one. He was probably going to have pressure yeah. to win the first one, so he's going to do it with 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 all of his arrows. Yeah. And then and then after that, then he was going to he was going to do, then he was going to start the uh, the, the yeah. And I, that's why the Olympic team was so important. And I think these guys understand that. <laughs> sure. I'm like that's that's just what you need us for, just to start in the right fluid, so this processor looks good, and then you're going to weed us out. You know, and and, and and as a Mexico fan, I mean, how 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 great is it that you, that you get to see new? I mean, imagine if you know there are some guys that have this this massive opportunity in front of them to to put their seal on the team, and and I can't yeah. think of a of a bigger guy who has a has a has a has a bigger chance to just say, you know what, hey, you guys get on my shoulders, y vámonos, and that's Rodolfo Pizarro. Exactly. Him and Jimenez as well. Yeah, because Jimenez is, is coming into his Oribe Peralta phase of his of his yes, career, seriously of, of his career. He is. If those two guys could link up, oh man, we're gonna yeah. we're not even gonna remember the other guys. And I have no problem with Chucky not playing this tournament because, frankly, you know PSV is is uh, you know making sure that his knees one hundred percent healthy, and they're gonna they're gonna make about forty million dollars selling him. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, you don't want that. Um, which is something that happened to Mexico during the um, during the Ojitos Mesa phase, and that's where Mexico was playing every tournament they could find. Right. Uh, they would play anything, even U.S. Nike Cup, right? And Moneros and, and two Gold Cups and Copa America and and you name it, man. The, 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 the Kirin Cup in Japan and the <laughs> the one in Saudi yeah. Arabia. <laughs> They'll play anything, man. Backyard and parking lots, or wherever, man. You showed them the money, and they were there. And and so, by the time he had the qualifiers, they he were... had a very battered team. Right. And that's one of the things that hurt it, Ojitos. You know, uh, it it really hurted him because he had this type of tactic with high pressuring and all that. Uh, he wanted like a three man pressuring system, and uh, just going off from some of his old. Um, interviews, and but his players were gone. Um, he lost Ramon Ramirez, who had been in a car accident, and he had been like a key player. Um, and then uh, Luis Hernandez was just he he was a he shell had been of playing like. Itself. Well, he also had been playing like injured, like he had like slight injuries where instead of like going under the knife, he just probably took shots and tried to hang on as long as he could. Uh, and you know, and and then, uh, but it, you could go down the list, and you had a bunch of players like that who were just all burnt out, and and that that team was just a disaster. All the tournaments he played, uh, they were just getting washed. Right. Yeah. So I mean, I I don't know. It's 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 it's, it's going to be. You know, the team will well, be fine. I mean, let's let, 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 let's talk about the upcoming thing. So instead of playing qualifiers, they're going to fly these guys back from Europe to play the Nations League. So they're going to fly them to Bermuda, which which actually these guys are probably you know that that one they'll they'll somehow manage to make you know when they have to go down to you know St Kitts and Nevis you know those those the but then they have to fly to Mexico City to play uh you know. You know, pick somebody, and you know, unless it's a qualifier. I mean, do do you really want to expend the 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 energy it takes to to, to bring somebody like you know have them leave their team 
fly 15 hours and, you know, go through all that relajo to, you know, to come in exhausted and you get maybe one good day with them to play the CONCACAF Nations League. <laughs> yeah, you could use the under-23 if you're playing Bermuda. Yeah. It's just going to be uh, no disrespect, uh, but it's going to be a bunch of dudes that are they're taxi cab drivers and they work at a bakery and, and whatnot. Right. No, yeah. So it's. I mean, so I like I said. I mean, I. I really. I can't. You know, when when, you know, as fans, you you know, you you look at it as a, as a sport, and then you know the whole honor and blah blah blah, and then like everything has to be honorable because it's sport, and you know you're playing on the rules, and it should be a, an honor to play for your country, and you know, and and, and I get that. But as a play, you know, as a player, as you know, it, it's 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 a business for them, you know, and they are their commodity. And uh, I, you know, I, I really have no—I I just have no issue with these folks uh, making making this decision. I mean, if they choose not to play, I'm totally fine with it. Maybe maybe the older I get, the more I understand it. But that's just—you know—that's just, you know, that's just uh, how I feel about it. It's a—you uh, know—it's—it's it's, it's not the army, so. Sí, es John. Well, John, I have to pues, call it a night right yo here. También, yo también, Joel. Well, have a, have a, have a great uh, Memorial Day, Joel, and then thank, thank you all for, for listening. Right, our, it's going to be Memorial Days. Our, our, our post, uh, post-game edition of the uh, Cantina Mekis podcast. Tigres wins their seventh title, winning 1-0 in yeah. aggregate uh, with 0-0 tonight. And uh, Tuca, Joel, Joel says, will be retiring shortly. He's we'll hanging his mustache. <laughs> so we will uh, talk to you guys uh, probably on Thursday, but for Jorge Aceves, this is John Jagu saying good evening, and we will talk to you guys again. Thanks very much for listening. <laughs>